Radio. You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Talk Naturally, the place where your animal friends and nature come together to find health, happiness, and harmony with all the natural things the earth has to offer. Your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason, each week will lead you through the practice of taking care of your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature provides. So, get ready to learn about natural nutrition, preventative pet health, and more with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Well, hello, I'm Dr. Kim. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Dr. Jeannie, your other host. Um, anyway, today we are going to be talking about the immortal lives of animals with author, publisher, songwriter, singer, Mary Buttermeyer Porter. And, you know, I've actually followed Mary's work for a number of years, and so I'm very excited to have her on here today and just to share all of um, the wonderful things that she is doing, her books, and we have some great news for you about some of the things that she is working on right now. So we're going to be sharing all of that today. And this is a really important topic, Jeannie, but I think we ought to preempt this by saying that, um, or pre preface this by saying that, uh, of course, we are Christian based, uh, Christian Bi uh, Bible based of faith. So uh, this is the perspective that we're going to be sharing from. And uh, we think it's real important that you hear all that we have to share with you today and I think it will hopefully open up many eyes and give you hope and that's the whole idea because I know many of us, all of us probably listening to the show have lost a beloved pet at one time or another or an animal that really was instrumental in our lives and so I think it's important to hear this and we'd like to just welcome our listening audience. Kristen, thank you so much for always being there in our chat. You're such a, it's great to have her here every week or every yeah. show actually. So Very welcome. Supporting. Very supportive. But before we um, talk with Mary, we're just going to hear from one of our radio partners, and then we'll be right back. Don't go away. Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally, Pet Talk Naturally. We'll be right back. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step -step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Silvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com Pawfume Dog Grooming and Finishing Spray is proud to be a new sponsor of Pet Life Radio. Pawfume's super long-lasting sprays are available in four unique fragrances. Each Pawfume spray is fortified with the finest conditioners and detanglers to make combing out your dog more fun. Pawfume retails for only $2 per 6-ounce bottle. 
Perfume is available nationwide at all Dollar General and Family Dollar stores. Why pay more to have your dog smell great? Perfume, P-A-W-F-U-M-E. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Hello! I'm Deborah Wolf, and I'm inviting you to my animal party on Pet Life Radio. My pet experts will be coming to the party to answer your pet questions, and they'll also be sharing their favorite stories and messages with us, but I'll be asking them some tough questions. We'll get their opinions on the hot-button topics like the pit bull ban, pet food, vaccines, religion, politics, and animals, cat decline, and the latest news, whatever's turning the animal world on its head, we'll be talking about at the animal party. This party's got bite. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Well, as we said at the opening of the hour, we, today we are visiting with uh, Mary Bettemeyer Porter. She is our honored guest, and I'm just very excited to have Mary with us. She has written a couple of wonderful books that um, we'll talk about here. Will I See Fido in Heaven? And uh, I'll tell you a little bit about that. On the front of this book, it just kind of captures the essence, scripturally revealing God's wonderful eternal plan for his non-human creatures. And she's also written another one. I kind of, you know, think of the, this one's a little bit more in-depth and very scripturally based. Animals, immortal beings, the scriptural sure. evidence of the immortality of animals. And Mary is has is a, a wonderful author. She's always writing, and she is uh, she's also got a lot of um, CDs. Well, there's CDs, DVDs. Um, I'll see you in heaven, my friend. Is a is a video that she has out, and all cre- creation rejoice is a music DVD that she has. So uh, you can visit her website at creatures.com, and also because we do talk about the pet loss, you can go to pet loss books. Dot com to find out many of the books that are there. And I, these books really do give us hope. Mary, welcome. We're very honored to have you with us today. I'm very glad to be here. Well, I'll tell you, I really, really enjoyed um, reading Will I See Fido in Heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, it Ew. was, it, you shared so many personal stories in there. And obviously, after our conversations that we've had by phone and so forth, you're also very much an animal lover, aren't you? Oh, I I have five dogs right now and a cat. 
<laughs> so you have a jungle just like Jeannie. And you know what? I didn't say at the opening of the hour that if you hear animal sounds, everybody, just remember you're listening to an animal show. So animals will be a part of our show. <laughs> Mary, Sometimes whether we you, like it or not. Mary, you, I think you said in your video, Jeannie and I have seen um, the videos, listened to the CDs, we've read your books. When did you, and you grew up on a farm, so when did you know that animals were going to be the focal part of your life? And I mean, you know, you started writing. When was all of that evident to you that you were going to be doing this? Well, it wasn't evident to me until about um, 19 years ago. Um, as a as a little child, I would go to, I I was brought up in a Christian home, and I would go to the revivals, and then I would come home, and my dad would say, um, well, Mary, you know, there's certain people and and cultures and things that they may not be in heaven. And, and so from a tiny child, I just prayed that God would allow me to be able to write and to reach them. And I had no idea. He had put this tremendous love for animals in my heart. But I had no idea that that was the way I was going to be reaching people of all religions and, and um, faiths. And, and so... It has been an amazing journey since I discovered that, and that was actually in 1989 when I was going to to, uh, driving to school one day. I'm a music teacher also, and um, on my way I had heard about some dogs that had been, um, they'd been using for laboratory research in uh, Mm -hmm. St. Louis, and um, it just... They upset me so much, and I just called out to God, and I said, God, I said, I know you love my children more than I can love my children, and I love the animals so much, and Lord, you must love them more than I do because you created them, and if there's anything I can do, anything, I'll sacrifice my life, anything so that the animals can go to heaven. I just Mm. want to know that they can go to heaven. And a peace came over me that I cannot, ex- I just can't describe it. I had read the Bible all my life, and I never saw any evidence of animals going to heaven in the Bible. It just didn't become aware to me until right after that, uh, I was reading the Living Bible, and I came to Romans 8, um, 18 through 23, and I'm covering that whole area in there, and I, I just... It finally, it just, God just showed me, yes, the animals go to heaven. So I got out the King James Version, and then um, by accident, um, and it wasn't an accident, it was of God. Right, it was providence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no such thing. I had, um, I had uh, gone to the Bible store. We had ordered a quick scan Bible, and they didn't have it, and they wouldn't return our money. We had to buy another book of some kind. And I bought the New Jerusalem Bible. Now, the New Jerusalem Bible is a Catholic Bible, and I'm Protestant. And, uh, but, I mean, it, it literally fell out of the shelf and hit me. I was on my way to uh, the store again, to a Bible store, another Bible store, to buy another book. Because I hadn't looked at this book. I, I didn't know it was Catholic. I, uh, you know, um, I just thought, well, it's a new, they've upgraded the, the, uh, Jewish, you know, Mm -hmm. translations or something, because it said New Jerusalem Bible, so, um, and I, uh, after some time, then I I read it, I looked at the same scriptures, I I, um, wanted to make sure that all three versions 
said the same thing. And then I went back to Genesis and I went to the book of Revelation. Now, it was not until actually just probably about three years ago, I knew that I was to use the Catholic, um, the, the Apocrypha books. But I have always heard, and, and I read in the Catholic version, it says, don't read the King James because it's not of God. So, and, in, and in the King James version, it says, don't read the Catholic Bible because it's not right, of God. We can be silly, and, um, can't we? And so um, a, a, a dear friend, Margaret Miller, who is a CPA in uh, California, sent me um, uh, over $1,000 worth of Bibles that date back to the 1300s. Mm-hmm. And along with it, uh, this man had, had done so much research. There were two men, Dr. Craig Lampy, uh, who had written The Forbidden Books. It's fantastic about all the, the horrible things that all of the translators of the Bible had to go through. Many of them were killed. And, and in that, he discovered that the Apocrypha books were actually in the original um, Jewish mm-hmm. um, trans, you know, in the Jewish Bible. And um, because I think um, that's a very long story. Christians married but, right um, That's Jew. why I have included some of them, and then they have been found in the Dead Sea Scrolls too, which I also include in my uh, my books. I I uh, I like to go back to the very very original of everything I do, just to make sure that nothing is misquoted. Because I I told God I said I I will I will write this book because by then when I started sharing this with some of my Christian friends. Then they started, you know, reading the Bible and getting more scriptures, and then they started saying, oh, you've got to get this published, you've got to get this published. And I kept saying, oh, but everybody's going to condemn me, the, the ministers are going to come against me because they're going to say there's a crazy lady out there writing about the Bible, because I was really, in, in mortality, I was the first really to do that in our country, and it was pretty scary for me at the time. I did find another friend. Um, actually in Oregon, who had written a book called Do Animals Go to Heaven, Frances Fledbeck, and um, she's now with the Lord, but she had written a book the year before I did, Mm. and I was very thrilled with her book. Uh, It didn't go in as much depth as mine did, but I asked her if we could carry it, and so I started selling her book, too, and um, then I got in touch with Dr. Andrew Lindsay in, in England, who had written a book the year before I had, so, but I didn't know that at the time. But anyway, just the miracles that went into the writing of the book, the encouragement of me to get it published, and then um, I have a book out called the well, it's, it's, it was out in ebook for a while, uh, the Miracles of Fido. Um, so I had people helping me. Then I met with a, a man named Richard uh, Roger Fritz, who. Um, he, and he helps people in business to be successful. Uh, he's just a personal counselor. And um, so I told, he was working with our note family, our, my music education company, and, um, and he asked me one day, he said, well, are you doing anything else? And I said, oh, yes, I'm writing a book on immortality of animals based on the Bible. And, and he opened his mouth and said, well, um, I'll volunteer to help you, which he said he later regretted. But... Um, <laughs> But uh, and it cost him quite a bit of money too because um, after and he helped me organize it and and um, so okay the book is ready okay I have a manuscript but I don't have any money I can't publish this book I couldn't I didn't have one hundred dollars to even do anything so I was walking up the steps of church and Roger Fritz went to the same church I did 
and he met me at the top of the steps, and he said, Mary, the Lord told me I am to pay for the publishing of your book. Mm. Well, let me tell you, I cried and praised God all through church. I have no idea. And what, is that, what, did that, what did that speak to you, Mary? I mean, if God's telling this person to pay for you to have this book, and we're talking about Will I See Fido in Heaven, yes. uh-huh. published, and you're sharing something that nobody had done in, of the Christian faith, saying, no, animals don't go to heaven, only people do, you know. Um, what did that say to you? Well, it, it was so much proof. That that what I was doing was of God, and and on top of that, in the middle of the well, and night, God wanted people to know the truth about did. that. The animals do. I, mean, I had he read created a book them by first. Lawrence, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I had read a book by Lawrence Ver- um, Lawrence Lairdon, I think it was, and where he he went to heaven when he was like seven or eight, or he had a vision of heaven, and and he saw animals there. And so now I had compiled over two hundred and seventy five scriptures. Absolutely showing you step by step from Genesis to the book of Revelation that animals go to heaven. But I was still afraid to get it published. So I got down on my knees one night and I said, I'm going to just, Lord, I'm just going to keep praying until you let me see a vision of heaven. Well, it didn't happen. I got sleepy and I crawled in bed. And about 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, I was awakened with no weapon formed against you. It concerns Fido. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting up in bed and said, Lord, that isn't what I asked you. And so I, I, I kept thinking, why did he say no weapon form, formed against you and it concerns Fido? And then it came to me that he was saying that he was going to protect the book. There was no one that was going to come against the book and that I need to trust him. My idea of seeing animals in heaven and writing about that, then people would say, this lady's just crazy. She She's believe she went to heaven and saw animals. So um, that was another um, affirmation. I had that was an affirmation. Mary, might I share a couple of things that are written on the back of this book that will uh, help the listening audience hear what other people are saying? Um, there's a couple that I thought really spoke, and it's interesting that one is from a reverend uh, from a Baptist church, and the other is from staff person of Fox News Channel because you have appeared um, on various te- television programs and um, been even written up in animal magazines such as Dog Fancy and so forth. So, because this is a topic that's really interesting to people, I've lost my pet. Where do they go when they die? And um, humans, pretty much, I mean, many of us nowadays, I think even atheists have to believe in something. Um, they they want to know what happens. Um, and so here's the one from the pastor, Reverend Jeff Harker of uh, First Baptist Church in India. I'm sorry, in Indiana. And he says, your book, Will I See Fido in Heaven, drove me to a careful personal study of the Bible's animal passages in the original languages. And these passages adequately prove to me that air-breeding animals are not merely biochemical machines. Your your book is filled with excellent information, as well as the compassion for God's most amazing earthly creation outside the human race. And I believe it correctly reveals that God has an eternal plan for the animal world. It will be a great comfort to the Christian who has lost a beloved animal friend, as well as an open door for the animal lover, who has to consider his or her own relationship to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then the staff person from of Pet News on the Fox News Channel in New York said, 
Thank you so much for joining us on Pet News to discuss your wonderful book, Will I See Fido in Heaven? We've had a response from your segment unlike anything we've ever seen. People are calling to get the book and compliment your eloquence on the subject. Your segment was thought-provoking, uplifting, and educational, all the things we strive for on Pet News. That's interesting because those are two different spectrums giving commentary. Well, I, I have had, I've had so many in the ministry that have supported it that I have been shocked. I, I have really been just completely... It's so, almost like a missing link, right, Mary? It was like a missing link, and you stepped in and filled yeah. the void with the answers right from Scripture. And, and uh, Reverend Harker went on to write 16 pages in Animals, Immortal Beings on the soul and spirit of animals. And he oh, was also right. in yeah. the new documentary we're doing, Animals in Paradise, which is going to be a made-for-TV um, documentary. Um, I mean, I was, I, I have just been blessed beyond belief, but I will say this, and I mean it sincerely, I was only a vessel. I, I can't say that I wrote this book. I, I can look at the words, I can look at it, and I can think, God, this is such a beautiful miracle, and you allowed me to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And that is the truth, because... He sent so many people in my life to support it, to encourage me, to even find some of the scriptures. I mean, there are three or four scriptures that other people found, and the support. I mean, they took it out to ministers before, when I didn't even know it, before it was ever published, and, and um, everybody just affirmed it. Let me ask so, you a question, Mary. Why do you think that the, those of the Christian faith have thought um, as, as particularly our clergy have said that animals do not have immortal lives that they don't go to heaven well uh, there's I think there's two reasons um, it, it really kind of happened around 200 years ago where where we got into the industrial age so much that we and and this includes everybody simply did not want to take on the responsibility of thinking that animals were anything but for our use and abuse. Mm. And mm. also, um, one, of, one of the things that I have been told is that, especially now, clergy are afraid to mention it in the church because they're afraid that they're going to offend their congregations. I don't quite understand that. because Why would that be offensive to people? Because you know, the questions still come uh, when I was um, doing a phone ministry that were, do pets go to heaven? I mean, that is a question that people ask. Mm-hmm. What's interesting yeah. to me is they don't ask if they go to heaven, but they want to know if their pets do. So <laughs> anyway, I just think that is, that is a very passionate topic. You know, what is, what do our pets, do our animals, wild and domestic, have an afterlife? Are they eternal beings? Well, now, and, you know, and, and to give you another answer to that, when a minister, a minister is, his, his mission is to save the souls of man. He's mm-hmm. not there to necessarily preach, you know, the eternal life of animals. And I myself, I went to Bible college. I studied the Bible. I never ever knew that animals went to heaven of all the times I've read the Bible and I have read so many versions of the Bible it's just amazing uh, that's okay and you didn't know it though until you started actually looking for it right then it was well, revealed to you God, God just showed me this 
this verse. He showed me Romans, and and I mean, I I just told. I just told the Lord, I said, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Whatever you want me to do if the animals can go to heaven. And when I was willing... Why do you think, Mary, why do you think that's important that he has the world know? Why do you think that God finds that so important for the world to know? Well, I think because there's so much abuse of people. There is so much, and, and even even more cruel abuse of animals now. Mm-hmm. And the fact that if we do not turn and start loving his creation, whom we are destroying. We're destroying more than the animals. We're destroying... Oh, we're destroying everything. Yeah. Everything. We right. have Land, contaminated earth, air, everything. Water. And, and it's, it's, it's a step in getting man back on the track that God is in... He created everything. We are responsible. We are responsible to him for all creation and for keeping the ground, keeping the fields pure and, uh, and free of all of the contaminants, the insecticides and everything that we're putting in them. And we're putting in animals, and naturally we're putting them into ourselves because we're dying of cancer. My goodness, the rate of people dying of cancer is unbelievable now. So, I mean, you're getting into big health issues, which you all know much more than I do. Right, Mary, and animals are dying at an increasing rate of cancer also. And again, you know, we can look around at the toxins on our planet from and everything from what's in our food to what's in our air, what's in the ground, and it's no wonder. I mean, we're basically mutants <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Really? And so it's no wonder that, you know, I do think that God is not just wanting people to know about the eternal lives of animals and how important they are to him, but he's also wanting us to know also how important just everything he has created is important to him. Mm-hmm. And um, it, and everything that he gave us for our health, and we're destroying it. I mean, pesticides alone are destroying um, what he gave us in healing in the in the plant life. So uh, everything that humans are doing, and, and I think it goes back to, for humans, always, 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 it's always economics and power. Economics right. and power. Never, ever is it about health and well-being and for the beauty and for the, you know, and except for those few individuals that really do want that, you know, and share that in the world and um, focus on that. And um, I'm really glad that there are those people who do. And um, but I really think that that is part of it, Mary. Get waking up and realizing that this wasn't ours to destroy in the first place. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. And and That's the right. animals certainly weren't ours to um, to destroy, to abuse, to be cruel to, to whatever. And you know, of course, there a lot of people have different definitions of what that is. But bottom line is, uh, they weren't ours to begin with. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, um, Mary, uh, I, you were working on a documentary that you mentioned a little bit ago, uh, Animals in Paradise, yes. and I'm just going to tell the audience a little bit about that, and you can elaborate further, but you're saying that this is a made-for-TV documentary, yes. the first of its kind, and it is designed to show the truth of God's love for his animal creation and our responsibility to treat his creation humanely and the biblical truth that animals do go to heaven. And in this documentary, you say that there are four clergy from different denominations, Baptist, non-denominational, Methodist, and Catholic, and also some world-renowned celebrities, such as Jack Hanna, who's the director emeritus of the Columbus Zoo, and uh, television host uh, Jackie Zeman, actress on General Hospital, Michael Hingson, he was the blind man whose dog led him and others down the 78 flights of steps on 9-11, Randy Grimm and his famous wonder dog, Quentin, and 
other wonderful you say personalities. So there are two life animal stories, veterinarians, animal experts, authors, and so forth. Um, and you also say that the music is uh, being performed by opera singer Jermaine Smith. He sings the song Animals in Paradise that was written for this movie, I believe, and an evangelist rancher, Christian country songwriter and singer, Reverend Lawrence Bishop, singing Peace in the Valley. So you have this whole educational, inspirational, and also an entertaining film all about the eternal life of, lives of animals and showing how uh, really to picture so that people can picture the value of animals in God's sight and teaching the importance of God's creation in our lives and our responsibility as the caregivers, as the caretakers of his creation. And, of course, the importance of Jesus to both the redemption of mankind and the restoration of creation back to God, always back to that. So would you tell us how this got started and what the, you know, what, where you're at with it and everything now? Well, um, it, it just came to me. I, I mean, it was another one of those God things. And, um, and I realized that if we don't really get the word out visually as well as through the written word, we're not going to get it out to the mainstream people. I'm talking about secular, um, the secular world, mm-hmm. uh, children who can watch this and be entertained and certainly educated. And it just sounded like, I mean, it was, it was of God and it, it just, the name came Animals in Paradise. And, um, my first desire was to see if Jack Hanna would be um, on it, <laughs> and I yeah, was so and he embarrassed. Is a wildlife, um, I remember yeah, he, calling, and um, he has. Um, uh, um, she's not a secretary. She books, you know, his his speeches and everything. Her name's Katie, and um, um, I said, "Well, Katie, I we're doing <laughs> we're doing this." television um, video and uh, it's a documentary and it's about animals going to heaven and I said uh, you know I just would love to have Jack Hanna be on it if he would but I said I want you to know it's Christian and it's Christian based and we have ministers and we have scriptures and I thought she'd say no (laughs) but he was in Florida because he films his shows out of Florida and um and she and um, she called me back the next day, and she said, "Yes, he would." Well, I mean, from there on, I was on cloud nine, and I, I've never gotten off <laughs> because I found out that not only is he a Christian, he does so much work for people, not just animals. Mm-hmm. And they have a sunrise service at their zoo in Columbus, um, Ohio, and uh, an Easter sunrise service, um, which you know does I think bring people to understand that um, that he really does believe that animals go to heaven and, and certainly um, that he honored them that way. Now, his interview was fantastic. Um, we, we interviewed him for about 45 minutes. But there are so many people that were interviewed. We, uh, we raised over $100,000. But <laughs> as we were doing this, um, it grew. And um, so we have four more interviews and um, then just the finishing up of the editing because we have probably oh I don't know 15 or 20 20 interviews that are just done and how long is the film going to be because you say it's made for TV documentaries so how long will it air it's going to be a 60 minute documentary 
On television, it, it'll probably be cut down to um, 45 minutes. It'll be 60 minutes uh, as sold through the, the stores. And then what we're going to do on the end, we're also going to just tag on just some of the funny things that, you know, we didn't have room to put on in the um, in, in the main documentary. So it, I think there's going to be a lot of entertaining things just on the end of it. Uh, some of the things that actually... Um, some of these interviews were, were quite long, and we have to we have to cut them down. They can't be very long. Right. Um, mm-hmm. We interviewed um, um, Michael Steve Brown. I think he's the executive director of the International Association of Pet Cemeteries, which was interesting. Yes. And I, he I was a great interview. Oh my glory, he's a great interview on that uh, documentary. And so is Michael Hanson, whose dog led him down um, 78 flights of steps. The only thing is, the one story that he told, I I can't uh, wasn't on the wasn't on the tape, so I know we're not going to be able to share it, but um, he had a great story about he and his wife um, and, their, and the seeing eye dog going to a little Methodist church, and they sat in the back row, and um, the, the minister had a, a call to, you know, an invitation to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and he and his wife felt that they really needed, you know, they went down and they, they committed their life to Jesus, and they told their dog to stay there. Well, the dog did fine. They went down and and, um, and they knelt down at the uh, altar and then the um, minister um, had communion. Well, during communion, the dog decided he needed to take communion, so he just went right down <laughs> and got right beside them and the minister actually gave the dog communion. Oh, are so you serious? We, wow. no, we are, I'm dead serious. So this dog we know now is going to go to heaven because <laughs> <laughs> I could just picture that he thinks, well, you know, um, I don't have the need to be saved. I'm not. I'm a dog, and you know, and, and they aren't the ones that that are fallen. So that's uh, right. That, that was interesting that he he felt that right to go down there. It was interesting. Well, let's tell everybody about the corporation. This is Animals in Paradise. Um, it is a an LLC, uh-huh. and. Um, um, what you, if you want to have a lot more information about this documentary and how you can support it and how you can donate to it, you can contact Mary Buttermeyer Porter at goodnews at creatures.com and um, you can also or send a message to producer at animalsinparadise.com and uh, they will then mail you the proof and you'll be able to um, possibly preview an uncut version of the video and see some of the videos, which Jeannie and I have, of Jack Hanna. He, he was wonderful, like you said, and also mm-hmm. Steve, Steve Drown, of the executive director of the International Association of Pet Cemeteries. So if you'd like to send donations, there's been over 100000 invested in this movie already and uh, from all over the United States, so they still need more. She said there's four more um, interviews to be done and to get it out there. And I don't think it's an easy undertaking, is it, Mary? No, it hasn't been. It is, it's... Um it's been a lot of hard work, a lot of joy, though. Some some stories that um, really touch your heart, and and for me, sometimes um, I had to cry quite a lot <laughs> just during the interviews. But just to get it organized, to get it produced, to get it out, and then get the promotions, to get um, you know get it on TV, and um, and it has to be perfect to be, you know, to, to be on television. Mm-hmm. So we sure. we have to really um, make sure that we have everything in place. And so we do need, still we do need donations. And I'm asking you, you know, please, 
please contribute to it. It, it really is a worthy cause. Um, uh, my any of my investment or most of my investment is is really going to go to help the animals, and um, I I'm going to be making some books available and. Um, uh, and Dr. Blimmer, I want your book to be available. Uh, <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> okay, so that I'm working on that one because we and, we want a well-rounded. We we you're going to be on the interviews. Both of you are going to be interviewed, and we want we want um, a well-rounded documentary that people can can take home all of the information they need. Um, Totally about the animals, and it actually is going to include things about us too, because you know the health of animals and the health of people are the, are important, and certainly right. our 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 psyche, our our um, our love for each other and for animals and for God is is very very important, and mm-hmm. seeing the needs of animals and. Um, so, and hopefully we'll and be sharing, you know, do, the mind, body, yeah, spirit, it Mary. It's, the, the animals are a three-part being, you know, just like we are. So we'll be sharing, it'll be sharing all of that and the importance of caring for them. In mine and Jeannie's opinion, it's it, partly it's just to be able to share that animals um, are cared for naturally cared for the way God provided for them and the way that they are anatomically um, able to to um, assimilate food and and to be cared for uh, their mind stimulated you know I always tell people and they think this is funny but I always say you know dogs aren't lawn ornaments cats aren't you know couch or whatever I don't know what people use their cats for in their homes but a lot of I just I think it's real important that we share that our animals aren't decoration and ornaments right. for us to have when it's convenient. They are family members and they're living, thinking, feeling beings. And um, I think we ought to really, really project that out there, especially start to teach children the importance of understanding that animals aren't um, a byproduct of anything. They're not throwaways and they're certainly not um, disposable. And that I think that's the message that, and you share that very clearly in your, especially in Will I See Fido in Heaven, you talk about the lengths you go to save animals, and people may not be aware, Mary, but you do help with um, doing rescue work as well. So, um, as does your uh, daughter, I think it is, is it? Yes. Okay, so you do a lot of work with that, and so people might want to know that and understand that you, you know, you're not just talking about these things, you're doing these things, and um and then putting this this huge undertaking of putting this big project together, I think is really hopefully people will um, contact you and go to the website petlossbooks.com or creatures.com and email Mary again. That those emails are good news at creatures.com or producer at animalsinparadise.com. And I know the website's still being um, perfected. <laughs> yeah, and so, we're going to have the the website Animals in Paradise up very soon too. Um, it's we. Um, since we've added a couple of things, we took it down. We want to put it back up. So you'll be able to go to www.animalsinparadise.com and, and see some of the people that are in the uh, video and uh, to read more about it. This is a wonderful... Um, oh, and Bob says, Mary, Aww. that his dog recently died. And yeah. so I'm sure that that is... A, you know, and I've been hearing this a lot lately. People will tell me... I recently had a friend who's guinea pig died and she had no idea why I just shared the photos on Animal Talk Naturally and she emailed me and she says I didn't know what was wrong with him he was fine he was chirping away and in her lap and the next morning she went in and he had died and 
um, the rescue where she got him from said that um, it just happened sometimes with them, but she was really sad about it. Uh-huh. Um, she has a dog and two guinea well had two guinea pigs so it is an important it is important for us um, to know that they do have eternal lives that they are immortal beings and mm-hmm. that they don't just die and that's the end of it right and I think that your book really I do think that this book will I see Fido in heaven does transcend all barriers uh, mm-hmm. you know w- with any faith that people can really rest assured that your animals are going to be there <laughs> Yes. They do have eternal lives, and I think it's important for people to know that, Mary, and I'm so glad that you wrote these books, and you do have some new books coming out, but um, people will just have to stay tuned to your website to find out what those are, won't they? Yes, yes, I, I do have one about creation, and I, I do have one about a lot of animals, um, a lot of animal stories um, that I'll be, you know, very excited about, um, and I really, I guess I really need to tell people that when an, when a, an animal dies, there, there's a few things we have to remember. One is that God created them, and he owns them just like he owns us. Now, when we get to heaven, we will get them back. But they belong to God, and we need to praise him no matter what. God That's says in right. the Bible, we are to praise him in all things. And when I lost my little Peppy, I just absolutely did not know how I was going to get through it. I knew she was in heaven. And, and again, God gave me a vision that night. Uh, he gave me a revelation uh, that was kind of sad, but, but it had a very happy ending. Um, but that um, she was in heaven, but I was hurting so much. And I remember sitting in my chair. I was just sitting in a rocking chair. I just sat there and... Um, my husband brought, brought, well, I see Fido in heaven to me, and he said, Mary, I think you need to read this book again. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when I read those scriptures, it just gave me so much peace. It, it really made a difference. The animals, the, the reason so many don't believe animals don't go to heaven is because they don't believe they have a soul or a spirit. But right. the Bible has been changed, and that's, that's the big problem. They took out the word soul and spirit, and they... Instead of the word soul, they put in a living being. And I have Bibles going back to the 13 and 1400s, and, and um, you can see where, where things have been changed, like the word perish. And like, um, perish doesn't mean that they are annihilated or that, they, uh, that they're going to hell. The word perish means forgotten. And right. the works are forgotten. There's just so much symbolism that is misunderstood. There's mm-hmm. so many things in the Bible. You know, there, there was a sacrifice for us. They were the sacrifice. But no longer. They, they, they no longer They were the only sacrifice because they, the they were the only blood covering that would cover the sins of man until Jesus came. God you made you're not with them and Noah. We, we've actually run to the end of the show. <laughs> I don't know how that happens with us. It, it seems like a, a daily occurrence whenever we ever know anyway. And um, so what I'd like to do is remind everybody how that they can help um, by going to Creatures.com and also go to PetLostBooks.com. Um, Bob the Bob Fry the Fish um, radio show here, he just lost his dog, and I hope that he will pick up a copy of Will I See Fido in Heaven. You can call on the 800 number if you want, 877-798-4176, and I will talk to you. Okay, great. That's great, Mary. Thank you for being with us, and we're going to put you, you on Mary. the spot now, Mary. And okay. we're going to ask you, what words of wisdom do you most want to impress upon the audience in closing? I guess the words of wisdom I really have is that God does love all creation. 
He created everything to live forever. Man has the choice of accepting Jesus or or going to hell. The animals will be there. And I want everybody to be there. And I pray that each person that's listened to this will be blessed and that I will see you in heaven, my friend, just as my video says. Thank you so much, Mary, for being with us, and um, we hope that everybody out there really takes to heart what Mary's message is and what she shared and the work that she has put forward um, to put all of this together, and we thank you, um, the listening audience, for uh, being here, and um, and we hope that you will go out and share this and, and be a part of seeing this documentary come to reality and pick up some of the books, too, while you're at, while you're at the site. Yeah. Thank you all, and in the spirit of love and truth, we hope you all have a tail wagging, hook stomping, wing flapping, perfectly animal talking day. Pets and nature come together every week on Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason. Learn how to care for your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature has to offer so your pets can live a happy, healthy, and harmonious life. Pet Talk Naturally, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Naturally.